Let's go! On episode 491 of Nintendo Switchcraft Indie World Reactions, flexible schedules, and we finally know the reason that Animal Crossing won't let you use cloud backups. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, hey, this is Johnny Link from Rhode Island, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Switchcraft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. On Saturdays, I record a show that is all about what you want me to talk about. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. And uh, this episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Ian H. I wonder if that's Ian Hazakastas of Blizzard fame. Probably not. Uh, Ian H., thank you very much for making this episode possible. Get Switchcraft. And all my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and be awesome like Ian H. All right, let's get started. Um, I want to talk about my schedule for recording the show. With all of the nonsense that's going on, I no longer have students that are coming into the building. I'm still going to work every day and uh, getting some stuff done there. I've actually... My, my goal is I'm going to bring in a lot of my recording equipment and I'm going to record myself doing labs that I can use for next year. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm planning on doing when I'm at work. And then I'm going to come home and I'll use my good computer to edit that footage and make YouTube videos for my students. Uh, but after that, I'm done for the day. And it's basically we're, we're kind of working uh, half time. I'm still... Uh, doing stuff for students, making sure that they have uh, educational uh, opportunities. But without actually meeting with students, it means that I have less time that I need to be doing uh, work stuff. That being said, the stuff that I'm doing is going to take a lot of time. And that means my schedule is going to be a little more fluid from here on out. So if you watch the show live, over at twitch.tv slash run jump stomp. If you're one of those people who comes to the show live, usually I record the show at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, going forward from here, I'm not sure exactly when that time is going to be. Uh, sometimes it will be earlier in the day. Sometimes it will be later in the day. It all depends on my my real job, my main job, what I have to get done for that. Uh, because we're all working with we're we're, we're working without a, a a net right now. We no one's ever done this before, and so we have things to figure out. And sometimes it's going to take longer. And sometimes I will be home earlier. And whatever it is. Uh, I hope that the the people who uh, come to the live show understand that sometimes it will be a, a very, very different time than usual, and uh, I hope you will be flexible. That being said, let's talk about the Indie World Direct. The Indie World Direct happened yesterday. Uh, there were a bunch of games announced. I have to say that one of the things that impressed me about the Indie World 
uh, direct, although they don't call it a, uh, they call it a showcase, not a direct. One of the things that impressed me about the showcase was how many of these games were uh, a, a, um, a timed um, a timed exclusive on the Nintendo Switch. Now, personally, I've talked about this either on this show or on other shows many, many times. Uh, I've talked about this, the idea that I personally don't like timed exclusives. When you have a timed exclusive... of the time, the reason for that timed exclusive is because the, the con, um, the, um, the platform holder walked up to the content creator, in this case, the, the, the publishers or the developers, and they had a bag of money and they said, here is a bag of money. Please have, uh, this be a timed exclusive on our platform. And, uh, you know, you can bring it to other platforms later. I don't like that. I don't like that because that means that there are some people who maybe don't have a Nintendo Switch and maybe they want to play these games and they can't without buying a Switch. And while that's very good for Nintendo, I think it's kind of anti-consumer. And, uh, you know, that's just how I feel about it. You can tell me why I'm wrong very easily. I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. So let me know the reason why you think that I'm wrong that it's that it is good for the industry and that it is good for consumers to do that and i'm sure that there are good reasons like if i'm going to play devil's advocate here which i do sometimes i would say well because said company handed a bag of money to said developer that that developer was actually able to accomplish the thing that they wanted to accomplish and otherwise they may not have been able to so there's one argument that you might be able to use i still don't like it that doesn't mean that I'm 100% right. Also doesn't mean I'm 100% wrong. So anyway, let's move on from that. Lots of the games were timed exclusives on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single game. I'm going to tell you the games that kind of jumped out to me as the most interesting. Okay, because if I if I sit here and go through every single game, uh, the the Indie World Showcase was about 20, 25 minutes or something like that. We all know if you if you've been listening to my content for any length of time, we all know that I could easily push that to an hour if I wanted to, right? So let's move on. Uh, so the the games that jumped out at me, Exit the Gungeon, I thought looked really good. I have that on my iPad via um, via Apple Arcade because that's where it came out first. Uh, very very cool game. Enter the Gungeon is like a top-down twin-stick shooter with roguelike elements in it where every time you play, it's slightly different, and it's really, really good. And Exit the Gungeon is, instead of being a top-down twin-stick shooter, it's more of a side-scrolling bullet-hell dungeon climber. And basically, you entered the the Gungeon, you got all the way down to the bottom, and now you have to climb your way... Uh, back out. Your character is armed with an ever-changing weapon and a need to loot and uh, dodge roll through bullets and stuff like that. It looks really, really fun. And I'm looking for, I mean, I've already played a little bit of it, but I would rather play it on the Switch than on my iPad personally. And I think it looks great on the Switch. It's going to be uh, really, really fantastic. Now, Blue Fire is another game that jumped out at me that I thought looked very, very cool. Uh, Blue Fire, the thing that jumped out to me about that is its art style. It reminded me of a game called The Necropolis on Steam. 
It's not by the same people, unfortunately. I thought it looked cool. I liked the art style. Really what it did is it made me want to go back and play Necropolis. So if you've never played Necropolis and you have a a gaming PC, then make sure that you check that out. Very, very Dark Souls-like kind of game. I wish that Necropolis would come to Nintendo Switch. I think that that would be uh, really awesome. There are a lot of people out there that I think were very excited to see um, The Last Campfire from Hello Game. <clears throat> excuse me, from Hello Games. Uh, basically, in that game, you're supposed to discover this uh, wilderness filled with lost folks, strange creatures, and mysterious ruins as you journey to light the last campfire. And it seemed very, very interesting. I like the art style of it. I'm not, like, I don't have uh, any affinity towards Hello Games. They're the ones that made them. I can never remember the name of the game that they made that everybody hated, and then they kind of turned it around, and I never played it. But it's the one where you it's kind of like Minecraft in space, in a way, sort of, kind of. Uh, anyway, I thought The Last Campfire looked pretty cool. Um, Bark. Bark looked very good. It's from TikTok Games. It is a side-scrolling bullet hell shooter. Uh, multiplayer focused couch co-op multiplayer focused where you are all flying from left to right on the screen and shooting um, targets that are coming across uh, to you now the the game that jumped out to me the most am I going to save that for last yeah I am I, I'm I'm saving it for last the game that jumped out to me uh, to me the most was quantum league um, this one I thought looked incredibly cool and very very creative um Quantum League is a first-person shooter where you run up and you know you've you've got some enemies to that you have to take out and you run up to take them out and you get killed. Well, the next time it, it loads you up, you run up to try and take them out. Maybe you take a different path this time, but the ghost of you from the last time is doing the same thing that it did before. So basically over time, what you're doing is building up an army of people who are on your team and you're moving forward to, you know, basically you can come up on the left and, and uh, have somebody come up on the middle and then go around on the right. And you are effectively as one person using time travel and duplicating yourself in order to um, uh, flank an enemy. And I thought that looked really, really cool. This is the game that got me the most excited uh, out of ever, all of the games in the in the uh, Indie World Showcase. Uh, it says here, Quantum League is a revolutionary time paradox shooter, a competitive online first-person shooter in which you battle within a time loop, tactically teaming up with your past and future selves in a mind-blowing 1v1 and 2v2 matches. Quantum League uh, Time Warps onto Switch in late 2020. I think that that game looks fantastic. All the rest of the games looked okay. Nothing really jumped out at me. Overall, I would, I'm not going to necessarily grade the, um, the, the Indie World Showcase. I'm going to leave that up to you to do. I felt like there, there wasn't a lot for me to get excited about, but there was, there was a lot of different stuff that would excite a lot of different people. And so I can see how a lot of people would look at this particular Indie World Showcase and say, I was kind of bored. But but 
there was like one or two things that were for me, but most of the stuff wasn't for me. And I feel like everybody can say that. Whereas indie directs in the past, uh, I feel like that we've been able to say, man, there was like seven or eight games that really excited me. And then somebody else might look at it and say, there was absolutely nothing in this indie world showcase for me. And I can understand why people like the feeling of saying there was like seven or eight things that I thought looked really cool. But there's a lot of people who don't like that feeling of looking at it and saying there's nothing here for me. And I think it's better for Nintendo to pick and choose the indie uh, the indie games that they represent and say, uh, we got, we've got a really good mix here that's going to have a lot of different people excited about at least one thing in this uh, presentation. And I think it's it's very, very cool. Uh, so I'm not going to give it a grade. I'm going to leave that up leave that up to you. You guys know that on Saturdays, I do an Ask RJS episode where uh, either I ask a question or you guys ask a question or send in comments and stuff. And you can do that by checking out on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. Well, I tweeted out earlier uh, yesterday uh, that I just finished watching the Indie World Direct. And of all the games they showed... Uh, the one that I thought looked the coolest was Quantum League. What did you think? And what game was your favorite of the bunch? And I will discuss on Switchcraft. So uh, if you find that um, if you find that tweet, then you can vote uh, how you thought uh, the overall. Uh, and you can tell me what you thought was the most exciting. And I will talk about your thoughts and opinions on the Indie World uh, Showcase on Saturday's episode of Switchcraft. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from a sponsor. When we come back, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing. Stick around, everybody. Which way to go? If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, and we're back. Uh, Animal Crossing, you know, we've, we've been asking the question, Nintendo, why, why are you not giving us um, backups? And... I've been speculating as to the reason, you know, I, I said multiple times that I think the reason that we're not getting backups is because Nintendo is, they kind of went in all in on this single Island thing. And that single Island per console thing makes it hard for them to do backups. That's not the reason we've got, uh, an actual interview from IGN with, and I'm going to probably uh, pronounce this wrong, Ayakaya Goku, uh, who is in charge of Animal Crossing. And, and this is exactly what they said. All right, here we go. This is what they said. They said, 
it messes with the economy of Animal Crossing by getting the items or bells as much as they want. Trying to acquire items or money is something we do in real life too. And we also want the users to understand that there is hard work involved with doing these types of things just like real life. By putting in hard work, I think it creates value and a love for that specific item you are able to gain. And at the same time, by creating an environment like that, fans who put in the hard work, we wanted to make sure their hard work does not go in vain. And we're able to support those players who put in the time and effort. So really, the reason why they are are not allowing us to do backups is because they don't want us to cheat. And I can understand that in a game like Splatoon. Uh, Splatoon, when that game was developed, they made that game use your local save data uh, for what damage the guns did in the game. And so cheaters would edit that, uh, that save data to make it go from a damage of 10 to maybe a damage of a billion or something so that you could like one shot things. And that's the reason why we don't have cloud backups for Splatoon because they don't want people editing that stuff and then being able to play online. But Animal Crossing is a single player game. Yes, there is the ability to play multiplayer, but for the most part, Animal Crossing is a game that is single player. And if I want to cheat and ruin my experience, I am not affecting anybody but me. And, you know, they're they're talking in here in in their exact quote. I'm going to read part of this again. It says that we also want users to understand there is hard work involved in doing these types of things, just like in real life. Okay, so there's hard work involved in this. Sure, I get it. That makes sense. There's also the possibility that I could put in a lot of hard work and have my game destroyed. All of that hard work evaporates and just disappears because of a technical error or somebody stole my switch or I dropped my switch or whatever it happens to be, that information is not backed up. That hard work simply vaporizes into nothingness if I don't have access to my game save. This is, in my opinion, the worst possible reason to prevent us from backing up the game, the game that I think requires the most backup. If that makes sense. Of all of the games that I have, Animal Crossing would be the one that I would want to make sure, absolutely sure, is backed up. Because that's a game that you put hundreds upon hundreds of hours into. Hundreds. Like, people are going to be going to be playing Animal Crossing New Horizons for years. There's a woman... Um, I think they call her the Animal Crossing Grandma. And I think that she has like 2,000 hours in Animal Crossing on her 3DS. So much so that she had to have her 3DS replaced twice so that she can keep playing it. I remember watching a YouTube video about this. Her grandson went over and basically he used his cell phone to record 
her going through her town in Animal Crossing New Leaf on her 3DS and showing off everything. And the idea that 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 that, that game could like all of that work like if she's playing on the Switch and all of that work gets destroyed because I don't know, the dog got a hold of the Switch and started chomping on it or some jerk stole it off her from the on the subway. I, that's just awful. So, Nintendo, you're wrong here. This is the wrong move, and you're hurting yourself in the long run. This is a bad, bad move, Nintendo. And, look, I have many times been called a Nintendo apologist, a Nintendo fanboy. Uh, I've also been told that I am way too hard on Nintendo. I like to think that, that I am pretty fair, and when Nintendo does something awesome, I praise them, and when they drop the ball, I scold them. And in this case, we should be scolding Nintendo because this is just dumb. This is bad, bad game design. And, oh, man, it just drives me crazy. Anyway, Bill, does it drive you crazy enough to stop you from buying the game? No, probably not. Animal Crossing is going to be incredibly fun. So I'm probably going to be playing it anyway. And the odds... Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. The odds... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the odds of that happening and this catastrophic failure, the odds of that happening are pretty slim. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. There we go. All right, moving on. Um, listen, Octopath Traveler, fantastic game on the Nintendo Switch. It's really, really good. If you haven't played um, Octopath Traveler and you like traditional JRPGs, then you need to get this game. And I've got some very, very good news for you. It is currently 50% off until April 2nd. All right, until April 2nd. So that's, you know, the second half of the month. Maybe Animal Crossing just is not your jam. Maybe that's not a game that you are interested in playing. Well, guess what? Octopath Traveler might be that game for you, and it's 50% off. It is it is one of the prettiest games that you will ever see. Everything looks like it's cut out of paper and then lit in like a shadow box. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's by Square Enix. So, you know, they, they make really, really great um, uh, JRPGs. And Octopath Traveler is a fantastic JRPG on the Nintendo Switch. And it's 50% off until April 2nd. Now, this is uh, coming from... Nintendo of Europe. So is it, I I just realized this, is it 50% off in the US? Is it 50% off elsewhere? I don't know, but it's 50% off in Europe uh, until April 2nd. So you're going to want to check that out. Filthy79 in chat is saying yes. So it looks like it's 50% off everywhere. It's a fantastic game. You're going to want to check that out. Uh, And I believe that there's a demo so you can try it out and decide if it's a game for you or not. All right, speaking of sales, uh, according to Nintendo Life, all Final Fantasy games, by the way, Final Fantasy games made by Square Enix, the same company that made, um, shoot, I can't remember the name of the game I was just talking about. What is it? Um, Octopath Traveler. There we go. I remember. Uh, So uh, all of these are made by the same people. Guess what? 50% off a lot of these games. Final Fantasy VII. Look, Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out April 10th, I believe. So 
Uh, if you want to check out Final Fantasy VII, the original on the Nintendo Switch, which is really one of the the best ports of that game, it's 50% off, down to $7.99. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered is down to $12. That's 40% off. Final Fantasy IX, 50% off, down to $10.49. Final Fantasy X, 10 HD Remastered is 25 bucks. That's down from 50. Guess what? That is two games. 10 and 10 2 HD remaster is a combination of two games that you're getting for $25. World of Final Fantasy Maxima, that's kind of like a combination of Final Fantasy and Pokemon. It's really weird. That's 50% off for $20. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition is 15 bucks down from 30. Final Fantasy 12, The Zodiac Age. I've got about 50 hours in that game. I really, really enjoyed playing it. Of course, I did not finish it because Bill does not finish games. That is on sale for 50% off as well. And then finally, Chocobo Mystery Dungeon is also on sale for 50% off. So if any of if you are a fan of Final Fantasy games and you're ready to rebuy them because that's what we keep doing, then uh, now you know that they're all on sale and uh, now's your chance to save some money if you haven't already played those games. All right. Let's wrap up the show and get out of here. Tunnel Runner from CBS Electronics, where the excitement never ends. I'm not trapped. I'm not trapped. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can also watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me through Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use that hashtag AskRJS to get your thoughts on the show. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. For more information, check out gstu.net. That's gstu.net, and you can check out all the other shows on the network. By the way, uh, one of the shows on there, Breaking the Panel, is about comic books and movies and TV and stuff like that. And if you're looking for a show to help you decide on what to watch when you are stuck at home, that's probably probably the show for you. Make sure that you check it out. Again, that's Breaking the Panel, part of the Giant Size Team-Up Network, which you can find out more about over at gstu.net. Um, yesterday, I posted a, a, a brand new episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. That is my general gaming podcast. I talked all about the Xbox and uh, its specs and uh, you know, it's cool features and stuff like that. It's a quick 10 minute episode. Please check that out that out over at anchor.fm slash run jump stomp, or you can check out any of my shows over at runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music that you are about to hear is Corneria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. It's awesome. You're awesome. Thank you for being awesome and listening to this show. Stay rad. Bye-bye everybody. Bye-bye.